Hello and welcome, 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 welcome to the Barnabas Speaks podcast. I am your host, Chloe Brown, and we are here for another week. I want to thank you for coming back. I am so grateful for each and every last one of my listeners. Thank you for sharing the podcast. Thank you for all that you do. I'm excited. Um, as you know, that Barnabas, the Barnabas Speaks podcast is a podcast for encouragement, a podcast for empowerment, and a podcast for faith. As you know that I'm faith-based, I am faith in uh, God is, and my, my belief in Christ is what drives me, is my foundation, is what led me to even start this podcast. So I want to welcome you. If this is your first time listening, thank you for for coming out. Thank you for giving me a, a listen and uh, let's get started. So originally, I wanted to move on to another topic, uh, but just to teach tell you and share with you how organic this podcast is and how it's really I let it flow and I'm not a really rigid I we're going to continue last week's topic uh the reason why is I was talking to a a friend a brother someone that I I both admire that I love and that uh helps me grow and we both sharpen each other uh, and after he listened to the podcast, he had a few questions. And as I was praying, God told me that I should continue it on. And so last week we talked about comparison kills. And if you did not listen to last week's episode one, I would I would urge that you would go back and listen. Uh, but also something else is that th- this topic, these next few weeks topics are based off of a CD by Jonathan McReynolds. And, uh, I am. I was so impressed by his CD and his top, the topics of his tracks or the titles of his tracks, that it caused me to really want to to really think about each track because I believe that uh, this CD "Make Way" really speaks on things that we as humans, as people, as men, as as Christians, as people in America deal with and uh, I just really thought it was important to tackle some of these topics from the, the podcast standpoint that we can have a conversation that cause you to start thinking and so one of the title tracks is called Comparison Kills or the title of a track is called Comparison Kills and it really spoke to me and it was just uh, speaking on how a lot of the things that we struggle with and the things that we that we are that is overcoming us really is comparison. Uh, and last week uh, we used the scripture from first Samuel chapter eight, when Israel looks and says that they want a king. And I wanted to continue on in that, in this vein of comparison kills, because I think that really I probably could spend weeks on this, uh, this idea that comparison kills and so uh, let us continue. Uh, I will read the scripture again. It was uh, it is first Samuel chapter eight. Starting in the let's start in the fourth verse and it says, so all the elders of Israel gathered together and came to Samuel at Ramah. They said to him, you are old and your sons do not walk in your ways. Now appoint a king to lead us such as all the other nations have. Appoint a king to lead us such as all the other nations have. Now, I want to continue in that vein because what Israel does is that they went from having God as their king 
to transitioning and saying that we want a king like everyone else. And last week I, I was saying that we have to be cautious of trying to get or to reach things just because other people have them. Because we won't understand the reason why that person has it, the, the necessity for them to have it, nor do we truly understand what it took them to get that. And whether we really need that, whether it's meant for us to have that. And I, I want to continue on in this vein also because I believe that we live in a society that is based off comparison. I, I, I think that because we have Instagram, we have Facebook, we have Twitter, and we have uh, Snapchat. I think really, I really think about Snapchat and Instagram so much because we get these Snapchats, or not Snapchats, but snapshots of the lives that people live. Uh, we get these pictures and we get these these want these frozen moments. And it, the song "Comparison Kills" on John McReynolds' CD, it speaks on how we see these picture perfect moments. And the, the whole point is the picture is, to, is supposed to make it perfect, but it's not meant to for us to just reach for this, this moment in this picture because we don't know all the moments that led up to it. Because I believe that each moment that we snap in a picture is a result of several small moments that culminated in this picture. And we have to be careful comparing ourselves to people without knowing their backstory. But more so, we have to be careful comparing ourselves and forgetting our backstory. And I, this, this is where it happens in, with Israel because they have forgotten their backstory. They were not like all the other countries. They, they were not like all the other nations. They, the other nations didn't have God as their king. The other nations didn't, didn't walk through the, the, the Red Sea. The other nations didn't survive the ten plagues. The other nations... Then that have all these things, this experience with God, but Israel did. And I, I, I say that to say that everyone around you have, has not had the experiences that you've had. Everyone around you didn't have to work their way through college. And, and everyone around, people that, that have the nice cars or may have a, a house by now, they didn't have to do the things that you had to do. They, I have a I have a frat brother, my line brother, actually. I always tell him that he has a great story. I I'm always intrigued by the stories of people's lives because I, I like to see the background of how they got where they got. Whether well, it's a positive or negative, because when we begin to understand people's context, where they, how they got to where they are, we begin to understand them more. And then we can be able to view their now because we understood we understand rather their then. And so I, my, I have a frat brother and. He worked his way through undergrad, through his master's program. He worked the whole time. Uh, he had, his story is amazing. He uh, he lost some people along the way, but the fact is that he he never really faltered in his his uh, idea or thought to achieve his goals, which was to to be educated. Uh, something that he had this conversation with one of his, his mentor and his 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 hero, his grandfather. And I whenever he tells me his story and we talk about, it, I just remind him. Like, bro, you you're 25 and you've already achieved this thing, and I want you. I want to remember that your story is great. When I say that to say, not just to to speak on 
on my, my frat brother, but I, I say that to say that your story by itself is great. No one can live your story for you. The things that you have accomplished, the things that you have gotten, where you are, they they are what make you you. But when we find ourselves comparing ourselves to someone else and someone else's backstory, we don't give one justice to our own story. Two, we don't give justice to the God, what God's work and God's will in our lives. The reality is that that your your story, your the, what you've been through, whether it's felt it felt like you've been through hell or you felt like you've had a great life, it was all leading up to this moment, this very moment in your life. Whether it took you four years to get your college degree or it took you seven, eight, nine, ten years to get your college degree, that is part of your story. And I, I now I'll bring myself into it. And so I've said this before. Uh, I've, I've shared this story before, but I am now I was it was 2010 and I was finishing. No, I'm decided not 2010 It's 2000, 2011, I think. Yeah, 2011. Nope. I'm sorry. It's 2010. Uh, please forgive me. It was 2010 and uh, I am finishing my my associate's degree in the Air Force uh, and I'm standing in line for the graduation and I'm sitting next to this person that I outrank. I've been in the Air Force a lot longer, but also I had already had college credits from when I was at Fort Valley State University in Fort Valley, Georgia. And he already has his he's graduating with his associate's degree with me. But the weekend prior, he had finished his bachelor's degree. And I'm now looking at him and I'm like, man, I'm, I'm feeling bad for myself. I'm, I'm like, man, I'm comparing my story to his story. Not really my story to his story, but where he is now, his now to my now. And I'm like, man, I'm behind the power curve. And while that motivated me to jump back into school, that also, that thought actually changed the way I viewed my, my bachelor's degree. Uh, when I graduated from my bachelor's degree, I wasn't really... I was proud, but I didn't give myself the room to truly celebrate it because in my mind, I was comparing myself to all my friends and all my family and strangers that I didn't know. And I'm like, I should have been had this. I'm such and such age now. I can't remember how old I was. And so, yeah, I'm such and such age now. And I should have had my I think it was right before my 30th birthday. I should have had my degree by now. Uh that's how I felt. Uh, and I should have had it by now. So I don't really think it's reason to celebrate to the point to where I didn't go to any of my graduations. They, I had one opportunity to go to I went to school. I finished my degree online. I had an opportunity to go to the actual school, the, the, the physical brick and mortar schools graduation or they would have a graduation on my military installation. And I didn't go because pride, really. And, I, and it was a struggle with me. It's always something uh, that I think about. And it's just one of those things that if I hadn't got so caught in comparing myself, my now to other people's now, then I would have been in a better position. And I wouldn't be thinking, looking back, man, I never did do this graduation. And so it, these are the things that, I, that, that comparison killed my joy for my achievement. This is when we when you when we say comparison kills. I think that 
I think that you have to realize that comparison kills your moments. It kills the, 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 the your ability to celebrate what you what you have or to even appreciate what you have. And so if you're comparing the fact that your friend has a BMW, your friend has a Mercedes and you're driving a Honda. Uh, I have nothing against Honda because I have a Honda Accord. But uh, but um, if you are comparing those things and you're like, man, this person has this. I should be here. And you don't know the stories and you don't know. You may not even know. And I, I, I said this last week. You may not even know the struggle that, it, they, they, that they may have trying to keep that Mercedes. But if you're striving to get that just because this person has it and you feel like you should be there with that item, you may kill yourself with bills and you may kill yourself in debt trying to reach this this moment. I want to continue on this vein. Uh, I think that we as a society, uh, we allow people to I think it's it's changing with the millennials, but we allow people to tell us where we should be. We t- allow people to tell us. And it's not necessarily that we, uh, people are in our ears, but we have this internal checklist of where we should be. And I always tell, I've, I've had the opportunity to mentor teenagers and young adults, and I always tell them that there is no blueprint to achievements in your life. Or there is no checkbox that, hey, I need to be married by this age. I need to have kids by this age. I need to have my degree by this age. And I need to have this much money in the bank by this age. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't have these goals. But what I am saying that there is no fixed point in life. There's, there's, no, there's, there's, there's no fixed point in your life that says you have to have this by this. And I always tell people, uh, and this is a very, this is a, I guess you could say it's a very, it may be contrary controversial if you will or maybe a little challenging to accept i believe that when you're not married uh that you have the the freedom to change your mind uh, what i mean by that is that i'm not saying that if you've been in a relationship for five six years that you should just be able to get up and leave without any explanation but what i am saying is that when you're dating someone the, the idea of dating someone is to get to know them and often we we compare our relationships to other people. And this person's been with this person for this long. And so, man, this is next is marriage. And I'm not saying that you should not be looking towards marriage, but it's okay if it doesn't end up in marriage. It's okay because you don't know what your the, the whole point this that this person's purpose in your life and that, that this person may be for a season. And if you're comparing your relationship to someone else's relationship and you're looking over at at your friends and like, man, they've been dating and this is what we need to be doing and this, this and that. This person's getting engaged, so it's, it's about time for me to get engaged. And if you base it off of that, comparing what you see to your left and to your right, you may get engaged prematurely when you're not truly ready to be married. And I, I say that because there's, I, I, I've been around, I've been fortunate enough to be been all, around all around the world and be again, be with people from different cultures and different backgrounds. And that's just even just in America and in the military, I've seen people getting married so quickly at 18, 19, 20. And not to say that age defines when you should get married, but I feel like people feel like, hey, this is the box under the check. I need to check this box because I need to be married and have kids by 30. And that may not be your story. 
and you can be comparing you may be comparing yourself rather to something that was never meant to be your measuring box. It was never meant to be a measuring stick, rather. Like you're trying to check these boxes that that you feel like society has set for you. But the reality is, if you compare yourself to this rigid standard, your story may not fit in that standard and you may feel like you're inadequate or that you're missing the mark. But really, you may actually be right on the mark, exactly where God wants you. You're moving in the direction that God has you going in. That God wants you to go in. But if you look over to your left and if you look over to your right, you may feel like I need to 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 jumpstart or I need to accelerate this process. And you could be hurting, hurt, hurting or killing rather one your relate your your relationship. You could be killing this person's uh, potential and be killing your own potential because you're looking left and right trying to obtain this thing that one, it may not be meant for you to obtain. Attain, but two, that is not your time to attain it. My pastor, uh, he always talks about uh, the the Tower of Babel uh, that's found in, found in Genesis eleven, and how they were trying to build a tower to to heaven. And we often tell kind of tell that story a little different. We think that we say there was an idle tower, but it didn't become an idle tower to after, but. God sees what they're doing and he does compliment their unity, but he's just saying that they were trying to do it before their time. So he stops them. The reality is sometimes we're trying to do things based off a box. And there's all these pressures in society to reach these boxes. And so now we say, man, you're not going to last unless you're your own boss. And we push people to be entrepreneurs and you feel like you're looking on Instagram and everybody's an entrepreneur and everybody ironically is doing podcasts and everybody is is a, a life coach and everybody is selling this and selling that. And you feel like, man, this is my way. I have to be doing this. And the reality is it may not be for you. I have friends that are friends and associates that are entrepreneurs they they are business owners and i see all the things that they have to do and they have to do it and in order for it to be successful they have to do it the right way but if you jump into this thing without based off a of comparison only and you don't really do your homework and realize that maybe i do not feel like having to do deal with the fact that i'm gonna have to pay employees or i'm gonna have to pay this kind of tax or this kind of Thing, and I'm not sure if I want to be if I'm going to be actual legit business. But if you're comparing these these snapshots that you see on Facebook and these snapshots that you see on Instagram and the, the little the, the stories you see on, on, on Snapchat and you're trying to reach this thing that one may not be real, but two may not be for you. And I'm I'm saying this that in a lot of ways you are killing yourself trying to reach something. That may not be your assignment. It may not be your God purpose. I believe, I truly believe in my heart of our hearts and in the depths of my spirit that everyone has a God purpose. And as long as you're using comparison to find out your God purpose, I believe that you're always going to be off the mark. You won't find your, your God purpose in comparison. You can only find that by going to God. 
And I understand that everyone, all of my listeners, not believers, as I spoke last week. But I, I but regardless of whether you believe in God or not, you have a God purpose. And some people find that their, their, their God purpose before they find God. But that does not mean that it's not a God purpose. It's still you're still in purpose. And as we as you continue on in the story of, of, of Israel and their, their, their them getting their king and we find we go into the story of David. And the reality is that before David realized that God had called him to do this thing, he was serving in his purpose. And he was so caught up in serving his purpose that nothing else distracted him. He didn't have time for comparisons. He didn't have time to be distracted by these different things. Now, later on, he gets into some some trouble. But the fact is that because he found himself in his God purpose and and he was just working in that, whether it was one, he was a shepherd and he was so focused and, and in his chasing his purpose, he learned how to be a king, how to shepherd people, how to defend the, the, the people of God. The reality is some of the things that you're trying to reach, some of the goals and achievements that you're trying to reach, you will only find that in your God purpose. And you will not find it in comparison. If you continuously compare yourself, you'll begin to kill your God purpose because you're comparing your 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 life to some maybe somebody else's God purpose. Maybe they're meant to be an entrepreneur. Maybe God gave them the spirit of entrepreneurship so that way they could provide jobs in their community. Maybe they were meant to be a politician and they were they were going to be the the, the, the voice of their community inside of the, the politics, inside of politics and to change and shift the, the, the levers of government for their community. Maybe they were meant to be a preacher, but you were meant to be a, be a greeter at the door because you have God gave purpose you and gave you a smile and a gift of gab with people so that when they come through the door, you make them feel loved and with family and like, like family and you change their, their disposition when they walk through the door. Maybe you were meant to not not be a, a, a necessarily a, a for-profit business owner, but a non-profit because you have a heart for people and you just want to see people pull up. But and, and so it may mean that even though you have a heart for people and although you have a business mind, but it's for a business mind of non-profit, you may not be the, the person that's on, on Instagram and, and showing people how to, to start their own business. But you may be the person that gives a, a gateway for the person that can teach them. The reality is that you're killing not only your purpose, but you're killing your own somebody else's purpose or you're killing someone else's achievement or their dream or their goals because you're not living in your purpose and you're comparing your purpose to someone else's. And because it may not be as shiny as someone else's or as as attractive as someone else's. You're walking away from your purpose. And someone else needs you to walk in your purpose and not what you compare, not the comparison that you set for yourself. They need you to walk in your purpose. They need you to just be you. Shout out to my little brother, Brandon Gathers. Just be you pins, uh, buttons. But they need you to just be you. They need you to be you, the authentic you. I said last week, everything that you're not makes you everything that you are. And as long as you try to be what you're not, you can never be who you are. 
God made you specifically to be you. He needs you. He does not need a, he does not need robots in the earth. He needs individuals that love him. He gave you gifts. There's gifts and treasure inside of you that are wait, waiting to be broken and opened out and poured out. But as long as you're comparing who you are to someone else and trying to reach what they have and who they are. We are we as a, a community, we as as the earth, we in the world are missing out on who you are to be. And I, I'm saying this to really free you from this prison of comparison. You don't have to live in this box of that I have to have this, I have to have a Gucci belt, or I have to have a Kate Spade purse, or I have to have this, I have to have the long hair, or I have to have short hair and waves, I have to have this, this, and that. No, you don't have to compare yourself to anyone else. You have a gift, and the gift is individuality. God has assigned you this this personality, who you are and all the things that you can do for you to just be who he assigned you and created you to be. And you are robbing yourself and you're robbing your the world of your authenticity. When you find yourself comparing yourself to someone else, trying to be who they are rather than to be who you are and you're killing your individuality, you're killing your authenticity. Just be you. Don't kill who you are trying to be something that you're not. Let's get a little more transparent. Uh, If you are how do I how do I say this? If you are not quote unquote uh, an outgoing person. You're not an extrovert, but you're an introvert. And it seems like extroverts have all the fun. I I find myself somewhere in between the middle. I forget what it's called. I used to know the term when you're you're kind of extroverted, but you're kind of introverted. What I always tell people is that I am. In a room full of extroverts, I'm an introvert. In a room full of introverts, I'm an extrovert. I'm just, I, I feel like I'm that fine, that, that, that medium. But that's beside the point. But really, if you're trying to be an extrovert, but you're really an introvert, you're really robbing, you're, one, you're killing who you are. You're killing who you are. You may not, meant, you may not be meant to be out in the spotlight. You may not be meant to be on the stage. But for every great performance, every great play, every great musical, there are people that are behind the scenes that are just as important, if not more important than the person that's on the stage. While the person on the stage may get all the glory, they may get all the honor, they may get all the praise, they may clap, clap, clap. But the fact is that if someone's not, (laughs) God, thank you. If someone is not running the lights Make sure the lights are that the, the, the lights are at the perfect part of the stage. You can't see who's on the stage. If someone is not the person that actually wrote the play and 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 wrote wrote the the nonverbal cues that happened, then the 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 story that the the play itself does not quite translate to the audience the way it should be. What I am saying is that in in a play, everyone must play their part. 
from the stage hands to the, the supporting characters to the lead. Everyone must play their part. Everyone has, has, a, has a function in the play. And for it to be completely successful, everyone must stay, must, must one, accept their role and accept their part of the play. And really commit to their part of the play. What I'm saying in this play called life, you must commit to your part of the play and don't compare that this person has more lines and and you have less lines or this person's on stage and you're just the one that operates the curtains. But the reality is until the curtains pull back, no one can see the stage. You have your purpose has value and you 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 deny God his glory and his honor and you deny yourself the ability to be authentic and you're denying the world your gift when you compare yourself to others and try to reach for what they are gifted to do rather than living in the place where you what you are gifted to do comparison kills because what comparison does is that it kills authenticity and i'm telling you that it's okay to be authentically you You have a story that leads to where you're going. And the moment that you compare your story to someone else's story and you remove value from your story, you're killing your book. You're killing who you are. And what I would like you to do is be free from the prison of social media and to be free from the prison of checked boxes and be free from the prison of I have to be this to be great. Because the reality is there's greatness in you. There's gifts in you. If you would just stop comparing and be authentically who God called you to be. God bless you and God love you. And remember, never let your independence rob you from your dependence on God. God bless you. God love you. Hey, guys, I want to thank you for listening to another episode of the Barnabas Speaks podcast. I am blessed for your support. Blessed that you continuously come out and listen and blessed that you share with your friends and your family. And I am so grateful. But hey, I want to take this moment to really open up a subject that is really important to me. Every week I express and I confess my faith in Jesus Christ. And I would be remiss if I did not open up a moment for you to accept Christ into your life. So if you are looking to accept Christ, if you want to learn more about Christ or you just want prayer, I implore you to reach out to me at any of my forms of contact, whether it's on Facebook, which is my name, Cloyd Stephon Brown, whether it's Instagram at Cloyd Brown, whether it's Twitter at Gentleman Cloyd, or you can reach out to me via email at Cloyd.Brown at RLCRDU.com. I look forward to hearing from you. If you are looking to accept Christ, looking for prayer, or you're looking for just a moment to really converse and talk about your relationship with Christ or more about Christ and more about the Bible. I'm open. I do not know everything, but I'll be praying for you as we seek to grow together in our relationship with Christ or just in, to, to birth a relationship with Christ. I'm grateful for each and every last one of you. I look forward from, to hearing from you. God bless you. And I'm so grateful 
for each person that takes the time to listen to this podcast. I know that you don't have to. I know that in our lives we have busy schedules, but I'm grateful and I'm humbled. And I just want to say God bless you. God love you and have a wonderful day.